So now I'd like to officially welcome you to tonight's Women of Grace, Faith, and Courage Bible Study. This is the beginning of a five-part Bible study series. God is amazing, amazing, amazing. And this series is titled The Glorious Truth. Oh, the glorious truth, not just the biblical truth, because everything that we teach here is based on passages in the Bible. This is a Bible-based Holy Ghost led ministry. So, so we want to teach the truth. And that's what we're talking about with this series, the truth. And the truth is God's word. There is no other truth. I know people say their truth is somebody else's truth. There's all kinds of mantras and things that we can recite, but the only truth that will set us free is God's word. And that's the truth. So I am just going to share my screen again, as I just kind of open us up. Um, and before I pass it over to tonight's guest teacher. Um, so again, this is part one. Oh, here we go. This is part one of a five-part Bible study series. And so what this Bible study series is designed to do, ladies, 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 those who are here on live and those who are going to catch the replay, this series is so strategic. I know it because I didn't come up with this Bible study. I don't come up with any of the Bible studies. Literally, the Lord downloads and shares with me what he wants for us, the daughters of the king, to, to, to really just meditate our hearts on and set our hearts on. And in this season, who we are in Christ is it, what I believe in sense in the spirit. It is going to play a big role in what God has for us to do right? Our purpose and our assignments. But if we don't know who we are in Christ, we are really going to have a hard time discerning one, the voice of God, and two, understanding what is or discerning what's truth from what's a lie, right? So this series is designed to refresh us, refresh us, refresh us, ladies, because we know the truth, right? We're saved, we're believers, but sometimes Seasons wear us down, people wear us down, experiences wear us down, and we need to be reminded and encouraged about who we are, right? And it's also designed to give us greater insight, so divinely inspired insight, so not opinions, not any motivational speeches, but this is biblical truths and revelation from God about who we are according to his word. If anybody tries to tell us anything else about who we are and it's not biblical, we must reject it, rebuke it because it's not God, right? Um, and so this is also designed to break us free from the lies of the enemy that many of us, and not us here, but just us as women across the church, the body of Christ, that we have actually allowed to take root in our hearts and minds, right? And so this series, lastly, is designed to move us from a place of unbelief to belief and who God says that we are. So by the end of this five-part series, five months, ladies, whether the Lord leads you to hang the whole five months, ride that wave to the end, or just come on for a couple of, of months, I believe that if you truly take notes, listen to what the word of God is saying, uh, uh, meditate on the passages that will be shared throughout each month, I believe that you and I will move from a place of, of, of unbelief or even belief to a greater belief and understanding in who we are in Christ, which is going to build our confidence People will see the difference. We will talk different. We will have a better understanding of the scripture and what the scriptures say about who we are and who we are not, right? And so thinking about truth, the Lord was just showing me 
this what truth is. Now we know, we know, we, we can say on the surface, truth is not a lie. We can say we know what truth is, we know God's word, but really, 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 if we think about some of the lies that we've allowed ourselves to believe about who we are, we have to understand that those lies come from the father of lies and the father of lies is Satan. That's our adversary, right? And so God's word is truth, according to John 17, 17. God's word is truth. And truth is that which is consistent with the mind, will, character, glory, and being of God. Anything that is opposite or contrary to God's word is not the truth. Satan desires to plant seeds which are contrary to God's word in an effort to combat the truth from taking root or manifesting itself in our hearts and minds. And so when we don't know the full truth of who we are, even when we aren't rooted in it, we're vulnerable and susceptible to believing lies of the enemy. But if we're rooted in truth, the Lord said, and fully persuaded, oh, glory to God, about who we are, there will be no room for the adversary to plant even the tiniest seed. There's no room for the voices in our head to tell us that we're not smart, that we're not this, that we're not talented, that we don't have purpose. We will not have room for those seeds to take root. Why? Because we will know who we are according to the glorious, I love that word, right? The glorious and biblical truth of who we are. So I encourage all of us to take note of the scriptures that are going to be shared, to meditate on later, uh, to really go before the Lord and just in your quiet time and just talk to God. Well, God, this is what I heard tonight. This is what I think you're saying to me, but I don't understand this God. And he will bring revelation and wisdom to your heart. The word says that if any of us lacks wisdom, we can ask God. Wisdom is available to us all. So if we don't understand something, certainly we can reach out to a trusted sister counsel. Please feel free to send me emails, text messages, but we also have like source, a direct source of wisdom, right? Infinite wisdom that the Lord himself will lavish upon us. All we have to do is ask. Now, I want to explain this visual depiction that's on the screen. As I was preparing for this lesson, and praying to God and sitting with the Lord like I do before every lesson, this is what the Lord showed me about believing the truth and what happens when we don't believe the truth. So this is a fishing rod with a bait at the end, right? And so the whole goal of the adversary is to bait us into believing his lies. I want to just pause right there because when the Lord showed me that, it's so deep because when we think about fishing the fisherman puts the the worm or whatever his bait is on that hook he tosses it over right into the water in hopes of catching a fish right so that is what the adversary that's one of the tactics of the adversary he baits us right with a lie kind of kind of puts it out there a little bit to see who is going to catch that bait who's going to believe the lie that's what Satan does. So we, we, we know God's word. We know God's truth. And when we know who we are in God and in Christ, then we do not fall for the bait, right? And so there's many of us that we've been dangling on by a thread. Even right now, we might be dangling on by a thread, right? Even right now, we may be in a battle or in war or wrestling with well, God, who am I? Well, God, I don't know who I am. Well, God, I've been like this for so many years. Well, God, I've, I've done this. I haven't done this. I don't know what to do next. 
And I believe, believe, believe by God's grace that if we meditate on the scriptures, if we really uh, uh, allow the Lord to speak to us throughout this series, I believe that we will have a fresh and greater understanding of who we are in Christ. And the wonderful thing about even if you're dangling on that bait is that if you and I submit ourselves to the Lord and we, we understand who we are, we catch hold of the truth. We have to be released. Satan has to release us. So we are not going to be dangling anymore. We won't be trapped any longer in any lie of the enemy so that we can truly allow ourselves to be whole in Christ and to really walk in truth and walk in confidence because we know who we are. Truth, right? Consistent with the mind, will, character, glory, and being of God. So this is a five-part series, and I just wanted to kind of just show you the, the different glorious truths that we're going to dig into. Obviously, this is not an exhaustive, exhaustive list, but this is a spirit-led list, meaning these are the five truths that the Holy Spirit brought in front of me to minister to uh, us as, as a women's ministry. So that means the Lord is, he knows all and sees all, so he knows that Many of us are probably struggling in one or more of these areas in terms of understanding greater, having a greater, thank you, Holy Spirit, greater understanding of who we are, forgiven, a new creation, freed from bondage and sin, a child of God, and chosen and loved. So again, there's no pressure to ride the wave for every single Bible study, but please, 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 if you feel the unction, the prompting, if you feel the Holy Spirit saying, join another one, join again, join this one, don't join that one. Just please let us all be obedient to what God may be trying to say to you and I throughout this series, because although I am the steward and the minister, I am first a partaker of the word of God. So that means I too am going to meditate and sit with the Lord to see what he has for me as well from this series. So with that, I am going to stop sharing and I am going to introduce uh, tonight's guest speaker or Bible teacher. So again, this is my spiritual mom. This is a, a mom of the church at the Neighborhood Church in Wilmington, Delaware, under the tutelage of uh, Bishop Quincy Watkins and Lady Faye Watkins. So we love them dearly. Uh, and so she has just been such a source of, uh, one of the sources of wisdom and inspiration and correction <laughs> in love and truth and love in my life. And so we, we all need women like this in our lives. They can speak to us. They can share their hearts with us. They can tell us when we're going left and, and, and based upon the word of God. And so we thank God for her wisdom. And so the Lord had allowed me to invite her in to kick us off for this series. And so without further ado and with great pleasure, I will turn it over and introduce uh, evangelist Elizabeth Smith, also known as Mom Smith. So feel free to call her Mom Smith. <laughs> Mom. Yes. Uh, good evening. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm so excited about the series that uh, that Minister April has started with uh, women of faith. And it's just such a blessing tonight. So I had a little bit of things that I wanted to share with you tonight. And I want to talk to you about being forgiven or forgiven. And uh, I had a couple of scriptures. They were so exciting. So if I could take a few minutes and uh, give you these scriptures and I'll just read them. I want to start with Psalms uh, 103 and 12. And it says, as far as the East is from the West, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Mm -hmm. And uh, Isaiah 43 and 25, and it says, even I 
am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remember your sins no more. And the last one that I want to share is Psalms 130, uh, three, uh, verses three through four. And it said, if you, Lord, shall mock iniquity, I, who can stand? But there is forgiveness with you that you may be uh, feared. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about forgiving. Now, we realize that when we uh, come into the faith and, and we confess our faults and then we are uh, we come to the altar and we want to be uh, we want to be saved and we're so excited about that there's a process that God gives us the forgiveness of our sins and once he has forgiven those sins uh, from the east we don't want to go back into sin he has forgiven us from from sin he has all also taught us to, to let us know that of the things that we're doing he has forgotten them and he's not holding anything against you. He's not, uh, he's not saying, well, uh, Mom Smith, you did such and such a thing, or Minister April, or I think it's Sister Brittany or Sister Kate, you did such a, uh, such a terrible thing. He's not holding anything against us. So we have been forgiven. We've been washed by the blood of the lamb. He died for our sins, that our sins would be taken away, that we would be spotless without blame, without fault. And so when he cleaned us up, we are ready now to serve him. We're ready to, uh, to bring other uh, people to witness for God's goodness and for his grace and his mercy. And so we know that the sins of the past, he forgave those sins. We're walking now in the present day and he's also forgiving our sins. Uh, there's uh, something that says that we die daily to sin. So each day we're dying daily to uh, our sinful ways, our nature, and all the things that, that we have done in the past. And we know that this promise covers the, the, the uh, future. So we have a future promise that not only has God done it in the past, he's done it in the present, and he's also doing it in the future for us. So he's forgiven, he's forgiven us for all our sins. And when they say, I was thinking about that scripture, uh, the east from the west. And when he's saying, we can't even phantom how far the east is. We can't even phantom how far the west is. We don't know the depths of the deepness of the water, of the ocean. I mean, they try to tell us that this ocean or this sea is this deep, but there's a deepness that God has. And he's letting us know today through these scriptures that he is not the person that will hold these things against us. We're forgiven, we're washed, we're clean, we're uh, purified, we're sanctified, we're holy, and we're walking in a newness of life. And so in doing that, we know that God loves us. He said, the, the word says that uh, he gave his only begotten son, that we should have the right to eternal life. And I was just thinking about that, how awesome that is, that, that God gave his only son. Now, who of us being mothers would give our only child? <laughs> we wouldn't do it for ungrateful people. But God so loved us that he sacrificed this already for us. And just to let you know that you're forgiven. He's not holding anything against you. He's not like me. You may hurt my feelings. I might hold that against you. Or the next time I see you, I might not want to talk to you. But that's not God. He is open to us. He is not going to abandon us. 
And so he just lets us know, hey, you're forgiven. Once you accept me, once you come into my presence and you, and you ask me for forgiveness, I am just and faithful to forgive you. And I was thinking about if God, who can mark, who can mark our iniquities? Only him. You can't mark my iniquities because you don't know my life. You don't know what I've done in the past. You, yet you still don't even know what I'm doing in the present. In the present, and you certainly don't know what I'm going to do in the future. But God knows everything about us. He knows the hairs on our head. He knows every little thing about us. God is just so good. And he's forgiven us for the sins that we're even going to commit. We don't even realize that there are going to be some sins that we're going to commit, but he's already forgiven us. He's already put that aside. He's already said, come my daughters and let me embrace you, even though you've done something wrong, but let me, let me, let me help you. And that's what God is doing for us right now. And so the forgiving part, remember that it's nothing that you can do that God doesn't already know that you've done or that you're capable. He knows your mind. He knows your thinking. He knows your thoughts. It's like you said, the thoughts that I think about you are good and not evil to bring you to an expected end. So he already knows what you're thinking. So we don't have to hide anything from God. You may have to hide from from people or from your sisters, your brothers, or your mom or your dad, but there's no hiding place in God. God knows us and he loves us even though he knows us. And you know, some of us have been, uh, as they say, filthy rags, no good. And we're still, we're still that way to a certain degree, but we've cleaned up a little. You know how you try to clean up your house before the guests come and you, you run around and try to get everything all nice and neat because you realize that, that the guests are coming, but we can't do that for God. We try to clean up ourselves, but he is the one that's going to help us to finish cleaning up. So I just wanted to take that time uh, as a, as Minister April know, I'm not long. I'm not a, a, a long-winded person, but I like to get down to the principles of it. And I just want you to know that you're forgiven. God has forgiven every sin that you've ever committed, and even those that you're going to commit in the future. He already gave you a pardon for that. He already said that was my servant, our partner. I already forgave her for that. So I just want you to know tonight that uh, he's blotted out all your transgressions, all your sins, even the ones, you know how you think about some, oh, I thought about that. God already took that away. So it's, it's awesome to know that he's a savior. We're washed in the blood of the lamb. It's so important to know that you're washed, you're blood washed believers, you're washed in his blood. He said he died for us. He reconciled us back to God. That was the, the whole principle of him coming back and just bringing us back to God. And that's what he's done in his, in his life, death, burial, and his resurrection. He has brought us back to God and he has forgiven. And also, and this is something exciting. I was thinking about what Nana said earlier. He is our advocate. He is the person that goes to God for us. So we know that we have an advocate. If we sin, if we do anything that's un, uh, ungodly or unjust, we know that we have an adversary and that adversary is Christ. And he loves us so much. He loves you more than your mother. He loves you and you know your mother loves you. He loves you more than your father. He loves you more than your kids. And we always think our kids just think we're the best whatsoever, but he yet, yet loves us. So I just wanted to, 
to put that out there uh, to let you know that Jesus is the way, he's the truth, he's the light. And no man cometh to the Father but by him. Sometimes people wanna, wanna bypass Jesus. You can't bypass him. You can't get around him. You're gonna have to go to him because he is your intercessor. He's the one that's gonna go to God in your behalf. So you got to go through the Father. You can't go any other way. Sometimes we try to go around things and people and situations, but in this, this particular situation, you cannot go around him. So I just wanted to take that time and, and just give you those scriptures. And that, that one just excites me as far as the East is from the West. And we don't have, we can't measure that. Just like we can't measure, the, they try to measure the stars and all of that. But God, uh, but Jesus is the only one that knows all the measurements and, and we can't measure. So I just saw, uh, I just wanted to leave it there and just let you know, no matter what's happening in your life, what you've done, uh, God and Jesus will fix it for you. He will intercede for you. He will go to the father on your behalf. And so I was just, uh, your sins are forgiven. Like he told, he told the man, he said, he said, uh, your sins are forgiven. And they were like, the Pharisees were like, who are you that could say that somebody's sins are forgiven? But they didn't realize that he was the almighty God in the flesh. So if he said your sins were forgiven, they were forgiven, they were blotted out to be remembered no more. Remember that. He doesn't remember those things that you did anymore. Like me, I might remember, but he doesn't remember what you've done. It's blotted out. It's not even in his mind scope. So I just wanted to let you know that you are forgiven your past sins, your, the ones that you do in the present, and then the other sins that you're going to commit, because we're going to commit some type of sin in the future. And God has already blotted that out. He's already gave you a way out. He gave you a way to escape. And he opened that door for you to to come to him and he's he's standing he's waiting for us to come to him and just just call on him and fall on his knees and fall on your knees and just talk to the lord and he is just and faithful to bring you out of any 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 type of situation so at that point i'll just uh turn it back over to the host i just want to let you know that god loves you he loves you with an everlasting love he didn't turn his back on you He's there for whenever you need him. You can call his name and he'll be right there to help you and to intercede for you. Even if you're depressed, even if you're feeling a little down sometimes, he's always there to lift you up. He's the lifter. Hallelujah. I love that. He's the lifter of our heads. So on that note, I just, I'm going to close right there and uh, just turn it back into the hands of the host. Oh, thank you so much, mom. Just those scriptures, I'll be sure to share those in the, um, when I send out the replay, there were so many things that were going through my mind as you were speaking about being forgiven. And one thing I think the Lord just kept bringing in front of me about being forgiven, that when we understand that we have been forgiven, we, <clears throat> it helps us then create space to forgive others. When we understand all of what you have shared with the Lord is reminding us all of what he allowed you to bring in front of us tonight, it should, it made me pause and think about just how the Lord calls us to a place of forgiving other people. 
how we have this clean slate, but yet we hang things over other people's heads. Yet we refuse to forgive other people. But when we think about the forgiveness of, of, of the Lord, it should bring us to a place where we go, oh my goodness, God, I need your help now in forgiving someone else. Because now I'm sitting in a place of unforgiveness, Lord, but you've forgiven me. Even for what I'm doing now, like you said, and even for what I have yet to do, there is forgiveness and atonement that has already been made. But are we that forgiving with other people? That is what really just rose to the surface for me. Are we forgiving and walking in that forgiveness with other people? Because if we understand the truth of being forgiven, then it should bring us to a greater revelation of, of, of wanting and desiring, didn't say it would be easy, but desiring to go before the Lord and asking the Lord to help our hearts to be just as forgiving as he, as he is to us. I mean, that, that really rose to the surface. And, and even just thinking too about how sometimes the enemy hangs things over our heads that we've done in the past. Uh, and he'll bring it back in front of us, bring it back in front of us because he wants us to, to come into a place of shame and guilt. So you just talking about just our, as far as the East is from the West, like our transgressions are no more, but yet we have to be mindful of the lies of the enemy when he says, well, remember when you did that? Or remember, remember when you did this? I know for me, before I got saved, I had not one abortion, but two abortions. And that's something that the enemy tried to bring back in front of me once I got saved. And he tried to make me feel sh like shame me and make me feel guilt because of those past decisions that I made before I knew God. And the Lord had to remind me, mm, he had to remind me that I am new in him. And we'll talk about the new creation in the next study, but we're forgiven. Our slate is clean. So anytime there's a lie that is coming back to our mind or that is trying to take root, we know it's not of God. We only, we, we receive that which we hear in our thoughts or in our spirit and our heart, even things that other people, because people may try to shame you too. I mean, they try to shame us all the time. Well, remember what you used to do and remember where you used to go and remember who you used to be. But we have to remember what God is saying to us about who we are now, the truth of who we are. That's the name of the series. It's not the truth of who we used to be. It's not the truth of how we were growing up. It's not the truth of how we were, you know, two, three years ago. It's the truth of who we are now in Christ. Amen. So I'm going to pause there and kind of open it up to just hear just any thoughts, anything that might be on anybody's mind as they kind of just hear just some of the things in the scriptures that have been shared tonight. I'm not sure which scripture uh, that the Moss Smith wants to put this under, but I'm sure you'll find it and let us know if you don't mind. But when you said he'll fix it for you, I don't know, that just sounded so sweet to me because that is just exactly what he does. I don't care how big it is and I don't care how small it is. He is just that. He's that kind of a father. He'll fix it for you. He will fix it for you. I love it, Moss Smith. Amen. Amen. And I was looking at the scripture. Oh, wow. So many scriptures. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like once you start, you know, looking at the scriptures, ah, you just get excited. And this scripture, uh, Proverbs 27 and 19, and it says, as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. 
And oh. I was just thinking about that. I said, wow. And I, I just came across that scripture and looking uh, for forgiveness. And I was just thinking about, wow, we see our reflection in the mirror, but that, that reflection is a reflection of the inside of our heart. And I was thinking about that. I said, wow. So you, your face is all wrinkled up and yeah, you're looking all mean. And is that, that's gotta be a reflection of what's going on on the inside of you as well. And so I was just thinking about that. And I said, that, that helps us, helps me now to keep a little smile on my face and, and, and know that the things that are on the inside, I want those things to be, to reflect what's on the outside. Mm. And so I was just thinking about, I didn't know if you, you all had anything, Nana, if you thought about that at all, but it's, it's a reflection mm-hmm. of what's going on in the heart. And I was like, wow, that's. Well, yeah, well, that's very good. I will meditate on that. Yeah, I just thought that was really, thought that was really good. What, what did you think, Kate? I, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> Can you, oh, I'm sorry. Kate, you on me. Kate, you're on mute. Yeah, she's on mute. I see her talking. Oh, here you go. Hear me now? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if this is one of the scriptures or not, but I was thinking about from the head to our hearts and how we know not to do something. We have the knowledge and understanding in our heads, but I know this is a common question in Bible studies, but how the head from the heart can be the longest uh, distance, even though it doesn't seem that long. So I guess maybe it, it's getting that knowledge into your heart and it's all what you believe. And I mean, I've heard that before. It's what you believe and how you live your life. And um, so you say how you say he, God has for forgotten our sins and he's not holding anything against us. And it's the past, present and future. And a big thing is to live in the present, which is so difficult for me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard all this so many times and so many years and it just, it gets, it gets exhausting. Like it's just uh, frustrating to no, you're not supposed to do something, but then you do it and you're back to square one kind of. And even though you're forgiven, mm-hmm. your heart heart may not be cleansed from it. So you can't move on and go forward to live the life in Christ who, who you may want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we have to forgive ourselves. Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't forgive ourselves. Mm-hmm. No matter what we've done, if we confess that fault to the Lord, you have to forgive yourself. You can't keep carrying that with you because it's not good for you. It's not going to benefit you or I'm just saying benefit us if we don't forgive ourselves. Mm -hmm. We've been we've done some of us have done some some really bad things. And I mean, I'm just being honest. And when we think about those things, God forgave me, but can I forgive myself? So we have to get to a place uh, where we forgive ourselves. So we won't keep going over and over and over Mm -hmm. this this whole thing. 
and knowing that God see the love that God has for you. That's what keeps you. That's what constrains you. That keeps you. And, and, and knowing that God loves you so much. He loves you more than anybody. And when I think about that, I realize that he does. So, Kate, that's that's a thing, you know, and, and then we we get into a, a little pity about things, you know, when we keep going through the same things. It's a, a repetitive thing, but we have to bring those things to Jesus. That's what he's here for. And, yeah. and, and that's what he does. He, he yeah. fixes it right Nana. He, he, he'll make it all right. Really, he will. I'm telling you, I will live in witness. He'll make it all right. But you have to. Sometimes you have to pour out your heart. Sometimes our bishop was telling us, even in prayer, is pouring out your heart, letting God know, Lord, you know, <laughs> this is not really what I want to do, but I know this is the right thing to do. So I need you to help me. So that's what I was thinking. I don't, I don't know if that helped you any, but you got, we have to forgive ourselves. Not you, just you, all of us. Mm -hmm. It's an internal thing. Forgiveness and we have to forgive ourselves. Yeah, forgiveness is an inside job. Yes. And, and the enemy does taunt us, does he not? Yeah. And even, too, just in thinking about that, too, Kate, that's a good question, because I think we've all been there in that place where we want to do the right. I mean, I've certainly been there in the past, right, where we want to do the right thing. And it's just like, man, I just keep I keep messing up, God, like, whoo. I mean, I, I, I've been there even when I was when I used to fornicate. I mean, I couldn't like it's like I, I, I wanted to not fornicate in, in my relationship. Right. That's not the right thing to do. <laughs> That's wrong. But I, it, it was almost like something had a hold over me. And I had to literally just keep crying, literally crying, real tears, crying out to the Lord. Lord, please help me. If you help me out of this, meaning help me out of this, this stronghold. Right. It was a it was certainly a stronghold. It had that type of a grip on me. And I had to really literally cry to the Lord. And it took some time. It didn't take years, but it, it the Lord, he got me out of it. And then I had to ask the Lord to help me not to get back to that place. So that was before I totally fully yielded and surrendered to Jesus Christ. Like, okay, God, I have tried all these things on my own. I just throw my hands up now and I just fully surrender to you. And it just, it's like something it's so hard to describe something clicked and it, it, it's like, it was just something clicked. That's all. That's the only thing I can say is that something clicked to where I, 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 I don't even, I don't know what happened, but it was like a transformation uh, to where things that were once so difficult for me to do and to, and to uh, not do. And in terms of just my walk with the Lord, they just became it became easier. And I think it's because I decided to stop trying to control and determine what I was going to do and when I was going to do it. And I literally just dropped to my knees one day at the altar. And I said, I, it is all yours, Lord, every single thing, God, that is it. And that was a game changer for me. That was a pivotal moment for me in my walk. So now things do come and, and, and we're all going to be enticed by sin and tempted. But it's something to fully surrendering and yielding to the Lord, which is a process. It's not overnight. So it, by my no means saying you may drop your knees at the altar. That's that was my experience and journey. But it took me years of being saved to get to that place, like six years of being saved. But it was I, too, had the repetitive uh, 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 like the repetitive sins and things that I just kept falling back into because my flesh our flesh wants to do what is opposite of the Holy Spirit, right? So there's this war 
raging constantly where we know in our head what's right. But our heart's like, mm, nope, do something different. Mm, nope, <laughs> nope. If somebody did something to you, you should be mean. You should ignore him or her. You should, that's not the right thing to do. So it, it does become a matter of just going before the Lord, like literally, however that looks for you, crying out, calling out, talking to Lord, I'm really struggling. And, and, and the beautiful thing about our savior is that he knows you're struggling anyway. He knows when we're having problems and he loves it when we bring it to him so that he can intervene. He's the only one that can, that like our mom would said, he makes that way of escape, but we have to take it, right? That's like if the, if the, if the fire, if the, the building is on fire and there's an emergency exit, but yet we don't use it and we end up burning up in the building, there is a way of escape. The fire exit, take it. <laughs> and that is calling out to the Lord and like just being real and genuine with our father, right? Just really, and just as, as our young, the young kids may say straight up, <laughs> Kate's son may even say this, <laughs> straight up and just, and just being real with the Lord. And that's, I mean, I, I can't even, I, I can't even wrap my head around just the many times I've called out to the Lord and laid things at his feet, just things where I'm like, oh, Lord, I shouldn't have done that. Please forgive me. I know I can't. I, I, I mean, and it's nothing like fornication, but it's still sin is sin, little, big, medium, whatever. Sin is sin, leaven is leaven, right? So it's just amazing that we have this, this Lord and the Savior. And um, I, I just, and, and so I'm excited, Kate, to hear these questions and just to know that you're asking these and that to know you'll be talking to the Lord because I know you're a conversationalist because we've had great conversations. So I know that she will be... <laughs> sharing and sitting with God after this and just just talking through these things with them as we all will because he is our father and he desires for us to talk through him um I'm gonna put put my friend Brittany on the spot for just a minute Brit, uh, but you don't have to turn on your camera or anything I know that that you joined by way of the Holy Spirit and so I just kind of wanted to give you an opportunity you don't have to say much but to share anything that might be on on your heart tonight as you listen in Hey, so yeah, I'm just listening, um, kind of taking it all in, just hearing from you lovely ladies. Um, it was a wonderful message that um, Sister Elizabeth gave. And I think that it's, it's really important that we kind of do those constant reminders, as you mentioned, just to let ourselves know that we are loved. I know sometimes, you know, folks get discouraged and feel alone and feel empty and may feel unloved just by the way of everyday life. So just being able to have that constant reminder that, you know, even though the world tries to tell us that we're not enough or that we're not worthy of love, but that we are and that amen. our father loves us. Ah, amen. Powerful. Yeah. Ah, that's, yeah, that's, that's so, that's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. That was so encouraging. Yeah. When when the world tries to tell us we're not enough. When people around us try to tell us we're not enough. When people around us try to talk down to us and tell us that we we aren't enough. We aren't this. We aren't doing this. We aren't adequate. We aren't sufficient. We aren't. I mean, the, this is like this happens and it wears you down. It can wear mm -hmm. us down. So again, I believe just as Brittany has said, this series is designed to build us back up, refresh us, restore us, revive us in the areas that we have our soul, where our soul has been weary, 
the Lord is offering us by way of this series, a rest. And I'm not talking about a nap. I'm, talk, I'm not talking about time to grab a pillow. I'm talking about like a, a rest for your soul, for our souls. So resting in God and resting in his truth and resting in who we are in him. And that is going to change everything. Rest, 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 resting in our Lord and Savior. So I'm going to open it up for any final comments from you ladies before we, because um, I don't want to, to be, be uh, belabor it. I want to make sure we share what God has given us and, and that's it and wrap it up. So I don't want to drag us out. That's not what we're going to do here. We have, we've heard enough. We've shared. There's already many things for us to ponder on. I know when I have my quiet bubble bath with the Lord, I'm just going to you know, I'm always like talking, I was sharing with Kate, I'm just like, oh yeah, Lord, just talking to the Lord, like, you know, I'm just going to share whatever I've heard tonight, and, and, and that's, again, that's the loving father we have, we just share, we talk to him, like, as our friend, just as we would our natural earthly friends, but how much greater is our, our everlasting father and our best friend in the heavens that we have, so any final thoughts, ladies, thank you for this, forgiven, 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 ah, like this yes. forgiven forgiven and, and loved and and i was worthy. thinking about what you were saying uh god is is just to forgive us but we're not as we're not as open to forgive others and and when you i was talking with uh the young lady that works with my mom today we were talking about forgiving and forgetting so i don't want to get all into that but we were just talking about when uh god said how many times seven <laughs> he said so i forgive him seven times and he said, no, 77. So it's so many times that we have to forgive people. It's a lot of times. We can't even multiply. And I mean, math is my forte. I like math. But trying to multiply all of those times that we're, you know, that we're, we're expected to forgive people. So if God forgives us for everything, we have to forgive people for some things or most things that we can. And those that we can't, we have to ask God to help us. Right, Kate? <laughs> I see Kate, she's excited. Yeah, so you have to ask him. <laughs> okay, Kate, tell me what you're thinking. Well, I just have to tell April. I just got a, a message from Steve Jones. Facebook, a Facebook thing came up about the guy I was telling you about. I don't oh, know. that's what you got excited. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was just too weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not well, we hope you did. You forgive him, Kate. <laughs> it's all good. I I gotta. Say, I can't open my Facebook page though. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. We'll be. We'll be. <laughs> another story. I'm you sorry. gotta forgive him, Kate. Whatever. We're still on Smith. We gotta let him fix it. He's the only one that can, right? Mm. Oh, it. <laughs> yeah. He's the only one that can that can fix it for us. Oh, I tell you, when you fix something, you willing. put it back together, right, Nana? <laughs> he is so willing. All right, yes. if we can yes. just get to know him well enough to understand that, you know, yes. I mean, this father heart that he has, the father heart uh, that he has. I'm still learning. Believe me, I'm still learning. Yes, yes, we Amen. are. Yeah. And that scripture, uh, I think it's it's nothing uncommon, known unto man, but God, who is, he can bring us out of it. He gives us an escape, like you said, Minister April. He gives us an escape. It's a way out. And all we have to do is seek him for the way out, right? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, the door is open 
And all we got to do is walk through the door. So there's a, a way of escape for anything that we might could get entangled in or he tells us, nah, uh-uh, like you said, nah, uh-uh. But, and that's the way of escape. So that's what we have to, we have to remember that too. There's nothing, no temptation, no, nothing, nothing known unto man. And how much do we know? We don't know a whole lot, but there are some of us that know more than others. But remember that it's nothing that he can't, he can't bring you out of, nothing. Right, 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 right. Oh, he can fix it. I, I'm a little <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I just love that. I'm going to put that on my mirror. <laughs> Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, Mom Smith. I mean, oh my goodness, just a beautiful kickoff, a beautiful just message just to really just get our hearts and spirits stirred as we just carry forth this series on who we are in Christ the truth, the truth, the truth. And is the truth, the Bible says, that will set us free. So free from those things which you said are, are keeping us bound and held back from being the light and being who God has created us to be. So the truth is what sets up truly the truth and knowing who we are in Christ. It is what is going to set us free. It is going to unlock something in us, even if it's a different level of, of, of curiosity in terms of going before the Lord and asking even more questions about who we are and allowing the Lord to peel back the layers of his truth. So that's what this series is going to do. It's like each topic is a layer and we're peeling it back, right? Who we are in Christ. So um, we just, we're excited about what God is going to continue to share through this series. So with that, if there are no other comments, Mom Smith, I'm going to ask for you to close us out in prayer. And um, you ladies, this has been, uh, just thank you for sharing. Thanks for the dialogue tonight. I think sometimes it's, it's so nice to have a group that is sharing and nearly exchanging just ideas and thoughts and because we all think differently and process information differently. And so we should never feel like we don't have anything to share or anything to bring to the table. That is what I've learned um, because as we're sharing, people are going, oh my gosh, I needed to hear that. Or, oh my goodness, that was so, that was exactly what was a word for me for tonight or for this day. So thank you so much, Mom Smith and oh, Kate and you. Nana and thank Brittany. You. I mean, God is speaking to us in this season. So again, just as the Lord leads you to join, whichever studies he leads you to join, please do so. If he never leads you to join again, that's okay. Just be led by the Holy Spirit. That's my only request. Don't come for me. Don't come to support. I don't need any support. I need you to be led by, by the Holy Spirit. I, I love you all, but I don't trust me. I don't need any support. I just want you all to come as the Lord is leading you to come to receive what he wants all of us to receive from this series. Amen and amen. Turn it over amen. to you, mom. Woo I'm excited, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Goodness. Thank you. Thank you so much for this uh, opportunity. And I really appreciate it. And I just, uh, I, I really gleaned some things too, just about forgiving. And I'm so grateful that God has forgiven me. Maybe man hasn't, but God has. <laughs> so that's it. That's, that's who I'm just grateful for. And I, I, you know, would be proud that if man would forgive me as well for the things that I've done. But I, I think I remember Sister Marie, she's one of our sisters at our church. And she always starts her prayer with, uh, Lord, forgive me for any sins that I've done, anything. And I was saying, wow, that's really humbling 
to know that you start that prayer out knowing that you've done something. You don't know what, but that you've done something and you're already asking God to forgive you even before you come to his throne. And so I was just thinking about that as well. But I'm going to uh, take us, uh, we're, we're going to pray. But thank you so much for the listening ear. Thank you for the comments. And thank you for uh, considering me, Minister April, to just kick it off. I'm so excited. I know God is going to do something great with this study. And he's going to help us to change the things that we need to change as a group, as a person, as an individual. So I'm so grateful for that. And Lord, I just come before you uh, tonight. I thank you for the women that are on this call. I thank you, hallelujah, for all that you're going to do in their lives. I thank you for the turnarounds, for the situations that you're going to work out in their lives and all the things that you're going to change in them and through them. And God, I just thank you so much for the honor, how you're giving us the victory and everything that we're going through, everything that we might face. You're giving us the victory. You're helping us to overcome the things that we need to overcome. You're helping us, even as you forgave us, that we could forgive others. We know it's hard. We know we can't. Sometimes it's hard to forgive and forget. And we say that, but God, we just know that you will help us because as the sea, as, as from the East to the West, oh my goodness, that just really just stirred up my spirit, my heart, knowing that you have forgiven us for these things because some things we've done, we've been filthy wretches, undone and, and just haven't been the best people that we could have been in our lives and just mean sometimes and a little honorary with certain things. But God, you yet put up with us. You yet forbear with us. You yet uh, forgave us for the past things that we did, that we've done, even the present things and the future things that we don't even know if we're going to, what we're going to do. But you already know because you know us. You know every hair on our head. You know every decision that we make, oh God. And God, we thank you for the love. Thank you for the love that I feel tonight from the women of, of grace and, and thank you for the host and God just bless her. Oh God, take her into deeper and higher dominions of you and your word and the things that she's, she's doing for you. Oh God. And Lord, we just give your name, the glory and the honor because you are so worthy and God, thank you. Help us to escape the things that you don't want us to do. Help us to escape the things that we know that we shouldn't do. And God, in all things, we want you to fix it, fix it for our lives, fix it for our families, fix it for our children, those that have children. And God, we just thank you for your mercy, your goodness. And God, your goodness and your mercy shall follow us. Hallelujah. All the days of our life. And we Amen. shall dwell in the house of the Lord. And God, Amen. we just thank you. Amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thanks, mom. All right. Thanks, ladies. So the next study will be on, I think it's May 20th. Okay. Yep. May 20th at 7 p.m. And that one, uh, ah, that one is going to be new creation. So we're going to talk about how we are new creation um, in Christ. So there'll be a few things that I will share that the Lord has shown me about our new identities, the new identities that we have in yes. Christ. So I pray that you will join us. So again, thank you so much, Mom Smith. Thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you, you Kate. Time. I just met Kate. I love Kate. So we... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're praying for you, Kate. <laughs> yeah. We're praying for Kate and her husband Mike and, and son James and so yes, and dog and dog yes. Rita and beautiful. So um, 
So we, we, yeah, we just, we just praise God for divine connections and sisterhood and community as Kate has just been kind of really driving home uh, in our conversations, community and that sense of belonging to community. So praise God for just all of you ladies. So have a wonderful night. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>